0: You're listening to MLB on TuneIn Live, the podcast. Play ball. Presented by ESurance, official sponsor of Major League Baseball. e insurance for the modern world. We're giving you the best content from each episode of MLB on TuneIn Live. MLB on TuneIn Live airs weekdays from 7 p.m. to midnight Eastern time on TuneIn. This is MLB on TuneIn, the podcast. Podcast presented by eSurance, official sponsor of Major League Baseball. Now here are your hosts, Holden Kushner and LaTroy Hawkins. Welcome
1: into MLB on TuneIn, the podcast. Presented by Esurance. I'm Holden Kushner and today I'm joined by LaTroy Hawkins. In a little bit we'll catch up with Rockies Reliever Mike Dunn, but we're gonna start the podcast off with the MLB on TuneIn Live Triple Play. Presented by e We'll discuss the Starling Marte suspension during the triple play. But the first topic we cover is the final out in the Nationals Braves game and how badly C.B. Buckner butchered that call.
0: BMLB on TuneIn. Triple play. Presented by e
1: Talk about what happened here. Washington and Atlanta. And C.B. Buckner, the home plate umpire, was having a bad game the whole night. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. Quite a few times. It left people shaking their heads. But what happened at the end of the game was the real topper here. And by the way, this CB Buckner has punched guys out with two strikes before. So when the second strike crossed home plate, Um, he struggled tonight. And in the final at bat of the game, Chase Darno was at the plate. Sean Kelly came on. Bases loaded. 3-1 the score. And it looked like Kelly threw strike three. Uh, The ball ends up being swung on and missed. Uh, ball ended up in the dirt, but catcher stepped on home plate. Matt Weeder stepped on home plate, and boom, the game was over. Well, come to find out, about a minute later, after the handshakes, everybody's back there on the field. They had to get the little ATV off the field because the grounds crew wanted to start cleaning up. <laughs> Kelly had to go back onto the field, throw strike three again. Jason Worth got in CB Buckner's face. You got Matt Weeder's just shaking his head. What is going on here? with the umpiring in this game because I, I go back to it's a very tough job there's no doubt about it and some guys aren't as good as others but speaking about this particular instance what in the hell happened how does this happen in a major league baseball game latroy well it was it was a a, a strike three slider
2: down close to the dirt uh travis Darno swings i don't know if the ball hit the dirt and it made that sound it kind of sounded like you know uh, the tipping of the bat on the ball and. C.B. Buckner thought that the guy fouled the ball off. I mean, it's a mistake that, you know, it, it happens. It happens. It's just at this particular time in the game, it happened on strike three when two outs and a ninth inning, the game on the line, and the game should have been over. But you know what? I just thought Kelly and and uh, the catcher, they they handled it perfect. He went out there and threw him the same slider in the dirt. He called it cleanly this time. He turned around. He showed C.B. Buckner and the game was over. Uh, what issue ensued after, you know, worth going after C.B. Buckner, I mean, that's just probably from years of C.B. being a bad umpire and, and, you know, just worth it, had enough of it. But you know what, him going after him after the game, you know, I, I would like to see him go after him while he's up at the bat so C.B. Buckner could have, have a chance to do something about it. He couldn't do anything after the game. If you're going to talk to him like that, talk to him, you know, while you're hitting and see if you get to stay in the game. Probably would have. Well,
1: let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I watched the video and, and Worth was being Mr. Tough Guy. You know, a couple guys got in between him and CB Buckner and CB was walking off. But is this, is Jason Worth going to pay for this on a back end oh, he for should. going
2: after an umpire? He should because that's just not, not good, just poor sportsmanship, I think. Um, you know, my mom told me something a long time ago when I first started playing baseball. Look, the umpires don't have a home home crowd, they don't have home field advantage. So, they're they're hated on both sides and you know the guy's going out there he's doing his best you know sometimes his best just isn't good enough but at the same time you still have to respect those guys just a little on the field because if you don't you know all heck can break loose in a situation like that and and i think cb handled it he handled it well um one of the other crew members came and just you know escorted him off and and that was it he didn't seem like he was upset at worth and And nothing like that so in this report he can say he didn't retaliate and he can just write worth up and work and write his check to the baseball assistance team
1: bats well again there's two different sides to look at this first of all that was a horrible horrible call by cb buckner and he was having problems the whole night and i got on bryce Harper a little bit during the game because he had you know dropped his bat started taking his gloves off running down to first base and to me CB Buckner purposefully, at least just looking at it, you know, called a strike because Bryce Harper decided to take off on a pitch that looked like it was a ball, but Buckner decided to do that. He, he was doing things that the strike zone was extraordinarily inconsistent when I was watching this game. And then that just can't happen though. I know that mistakes happen in a game, but you can't, you can't say a ball was foul tipped on a, on a third strike and, and then have everybody walking off and then say, no, hold on a second, come back, guys, because I can't review That just can't happen, Latroy.
2: He it's was unacceptable. probably telling those guys, and they wasn't listening. He was probably saying, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold
1: up. Because
0: everybody know, guys, else
1: saw that the game was over.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> they probably else...
2: didn't hear him. I mean, they didn't hear the guy that it, he was saying, I'm sure, out of the gate, foul tip, foul tip, and they just completely ignored it. Now, I did see um, – the catcher. What, um, Weeders. Weeders. Shaking I saw him, him catch the ball, and I saw him step on home plate. But mm-hmm. I never saw CB Buckner signal out because he, he dropped the ball. And I never saw him signal out on that play, particular play. So, In CB okay. Buckner's mind, the game wasn't over yet. In everybody else's mind, the game was over.
1: Fascinating.
2: Something to look into.
1: Yeah. Fascinating finish. You know, you look at it from one end with CB Buckner. And and you've gone out and say it. The guy Yeah, he's it, not good. They it's they voted good. what? The players have voted him the worst umpire just about every year, right? Yes. Yes. He's at the bottom.
2: But you know what? Little things like this, I think it makes baseball just a little bit more interesting, man.
1: It does, it does. unless it does. unless you're the team unless you're the team that's involved in it. They got screwed over. You know, if Sean Kelly day, doesn't come back he, and make
2: the pitch, boom! Right now, now, we're really going nuts. But he did, so nobody got screwed right. over. He, well, he had uh, to throw uh, one. He had to one throw one more filthy slider, and Weeder's uh-huh. had to block the one more filthy slider.
1: Yeah. Hey. Uh, all right. And then you're right. There's probably some history between Worth and CB Buckner. Oh for, sure. well, no attitude, for oh, for sure. There's no room for that. For sure. There's no room for that. Listen, Worth has got his own. Jason Worth got his attitude, right? We know that, or he's got his attitude. Um, and then you got <laughs> Buckner attitude. doing what he does, but that that cannot be tolerated. I'm sorry, you, you're a player. Be a professional. You don't go out there and yell at CB Buckner out on a field. You want to have words, you go have words with him off the field. Maybe after the game, try and try and explain something to him. But you know what is Jason Worth doing? They just won the ball game. You know, was it a complete foul up as an umpire? Yes, but you just won the ball game. What are you doing going after him after the game? I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't understand it.
2: He's not perfect. I mean, he's part of, he's not perfect. It it is what he's not perfect at all. So, I mean, just, you you get, there's nothing to be gained out of that. Nothing at all. For Worth to go after him. Right. Nothing to be gained out, out of that.
1: Let's start with the, the big, big news, and that's where we get going on tonight's show. All right, so it's Starling Marte, Pittsburgh Pirates. They move him to center field. The guy's got so much speed. He hits for average. He does a lot of things. Suspended 80 games, PED, failure, uh, goes and using old-school steroids. You know, a lot of the PEDs these days, is not old-school steroids. He just went straight-up old-school Nandrolone, things that Jose Canseco was using 30 years ago. And he has really hurt his team in so many different ways. 80-game suspension. If the Pirates were to make the playoffs, no Starlin Marte. He obviously is very sorry, but, you know, ultimately the damage has been done to this ball club, Latroy.
2: At this point, how can you be sorry? I mean, it's not, the, it's not like the steroid issue had just came up last offseason. It's been going on for a while now, and I don't think there's any excuse uh for a guy to put something in his body that's had been tested is not cleared by major league baseball or nsf certified so you know at this point this late in the game and i don't think there's any excuse for a guy to test positive unless he's trying to cheat plain and simple so have you ever
1: played with anyone that got tagged for this
2: yes i was with ryan braun in 2011 uh
1: during the playoffs when he got popped for steroids so let me ask you this. What was the reaction inside the clubhouse? Because I can imagine there's some Pittsburgh Pirates players that are not happy with Starlin Marte. And as a matter of fact, could be irate because their playoff chances that were tough to begin with have now really got an uphill climb. What was the clubhouse reaction? What did you think when Braun got popped?
2: Well, it, it happened in the playoffs. So we were knocked out by the Cardinals in the National League Championship Series. So, it it wasn't like we had the rest of the season, and we knew he was going to He was gonna test positive. It ended up coming out after the World Series. So, you know, the first thing I thought about was like, wow, you know, you start playing different things over in your mind, how he was hurt during the All-Star break, and his calf's been hurting, and then all of a sudden, he had this huge resurgence, never went on a DL, and, you know, just all kind of crazy things come in your mind, but... You know what I and and Brian being a good friend of mine, he was, you know, I look at him as a brother. Uh, we all make mistakes and like you said, I know you don't like Brian because of some of the things he came out after the steroid thing, but you know, we all make mistakes. We in that clubhouse, you with those guys a lot more than you with your family and you become you become brothers and you have to forgive your brothers for for some of the mistakes that they make.
1: Well, this is absolutely fascinating because there was a column in Pittsburgh in the Post Gazette saying you know, Star Marte ruined any chance of Andrew McCutcheon, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs, which I think is garbage. I mean, you see teams all the time. If you're gonna make a run of the playoffs, you're gonna overcome some hurdles. This is just another hurdle. Um, I thought that at best the Pirates being a wild card team because they're in a division with the Cubs. I mean, let's face it, uh this does not decimate any chance of Andrew McCutcheon making a big run. The bottom line though is he gets to go back into center field, he gets to continue to go at the plate and build some numbers up because he's been hitting the ball a lot better. He just got on base uh, eight straight games. So Andrew McCutcheon's playing well, I think, for McCutcheon at this point. Continue to do what you're doing, and the trade will come to a contender.
2: Well, I mean, he's he's happy, I'm sure, to be back in, in center field and not because of the way he was able to get back there. But you know what? With that thumb injury last year, you know, I'm, I'm 100% positive that is the reason why he, he struggled at the plate. He didn't want to go on a DL, and, and it looks like he's healthy. So, you know, he's making better contact. He's, like you said, got on base eight straight times, and he's, looking, he's, he's starting to look like the old McCutcheon that we're used to seeing out there.
1: Yep, eight straight games for that, and he is uh, back in center field, batting third just like the old days, batting third and playing center field. Let's talk about Mike Trout here for a second because we talked about Bryce Harper, Latroy. Harper tonight having a rough night uh, out on the base pass. He got picked off at second base inexplicably, and he ruined a rally. He ends up dropping his bat and starting to take his batting gloves off and running to first when the umpire calls a strike. He's just not there tonight. You see that from time to time. You're critical of Bryce Harper. And then you look on the other side with Mike Trout. And now I admittedly watch a lot more of Bryce Harper than Mike Trout, although, you know, this season I think it's a little bit different. Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, there's some pretty stark differences there. And, and I think that Harper still has the talent to be the best player in the game, but it's not even a conversation that he's going to be nearly as good as him um, at this point. Trout is just the far superior player on a million and a half different levels.
2: Well, he's definitely a, a smarter player. Far as talent-wise, they're very close, but Trout doesn't make the mistakes and have the mental mental lapses that uh, you see Bryce Harper continue to have. You know, throughout the course of a season, we saw it last year. I was critical of him this year. Once again, I was very critical of his decision making on the base pads and things like that. But you know what? You just have to focus, man. You have to focus now. Do you focus over the course of a 162 game season? After the All-Star break, do I I can accept you making a couple, you know, questionable, you know, decisions, but not the first 2 weeks of the season. You can't have that. And and that's what you don't see when you when we talk about the Mike Trout Trout in this world. He doesn't take mental breaks. He's on all the time and and I'm sure just playing with him his rookie year, he doesn't know he does that. It's just come natural to him. You know, he's he's he comes from a baseball family. His dad was a pretty pretty damn good baseball player. So he comes from a baseball family. He locked in. He's he was a guy who didn't go high in the first round because, you know, they didn't know how good how good he really was because he's from New Jersey. So he plays with a semi chip on his shoulder. Where with Bryce, he's always had the hype since he was what 16, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just, you know, we can we can go on and on and on. But we can't compare the two because Bryce is not on Mike Trout's level as of right now. I'm not saying the kid isn't talented. He's 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 God's blessed him with plenty of talent. But I'm gonna have to see a little bit more off more from him, focusing on the mental part of the game.
1: There's no doubt about it. I mean, you're you're right there, 100. That's uh, that's the big issue with Harper. Still, the mental side of the game, and and you go back and you talked about it last year too with Joe Madden. Maybe getting into Bryce's head. Bryce had some injury issues, Latroy, but still, the season took a sharp 90 degree angle turn when he went up to Chicago, and Joe Madden walked him. Yes,
2: that's true. He he he
1: he wasn't able to understand that.
2: Joe Madden was gonna make somebody else beat him. But with Bryce's thought process, okay, I'm gonna try harder, harder instead of just relax and hit strikes and swing his strikes and you know hit the ball to the opposite field. From that point on, he went did a 360-degree turn in the wrong direction because he started to pull everything. He got very impatient at the plate. You didn't have to throw him a strike to get him out. I mean he, he made, He's a, a great player, but he made himself into a mediocre player by getting in his own head. So with that being said, it's right now I think Trout is just a, a, a lot more mentally
0: stronger than this kid is. You're listening to MLB on TuneIn, the podcast. Presented by eSurance. And we'll be right back with more after this. Tune in is your home for all NFL action. Now featuring no huddle.
1: Cordell Stewart, he's just that versatile. And
0: Brian Weber,
1: I'm a middle-aged white guy. It's a team effort here. you're, you're a great guy. <laughs> excellent I young man. I appreciate. I, I wouldn't go. And oh, I gave young you young man. I gave you young the one. tape. Excellent young man. This Brian is the Weber. last time
0: I'll say it though. Cordell Stewart and Brian Weber will break down all things NFL. I'm not doing that's truth. You I'm, te- have I'm to. telling you say, what that's the, the problem I'm be. having with you right truth now. Truth is the name of because your book. Because you
3: know Sell what's that book wrong, and you know what's right you would prefer to go with what's wrong because the pundits are the ones that determine what happened
1: i'm telling you what's going to
3: happen no i'm asking you the you.
1: name of the show is not shoulda uh, woulda coulda that's our podcast Let me right? this we're gonna do that on Let sunday
0: listen live monday through friday from 1 to 4 p.m eastern or catch all the replays and interviews on demand on the nfl on tune in it's like
2: us being on our app and being able to come into your your cell phones
3: and it's different now it's different.
0: And now, more of MLB on TuneIn, the podcast presented by E-Surance. Now, here are your hosts, Holden Kushner and LaTroy Hawkins.
1: Before the Rockies face the Dodgers on Tuesday night, reliever Mike Dunn joined us to talk about the start that that bullpen is off to. Rockies visiting the Dodgers tonight, and one of the Rockies' uh, big arms in the bullpen is Mike Dunn. He joins us right now. On the show, uh, Mike Holden Kushner, you know Latroy. I, I would think. I don't know, Latroy. Are you familiar with Mike Dunn? You told me you were today. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with
2: Mr. Dunn. Who, who it? If you're, you're a baseball <laughs> How fan. How you guys doing? I'm doing, doing great, How are you?
3: I'm doing great. Loving it right now. Enjoy
1: well, your let's time start out here. in Colorado. Yeah, you're out in, in Los Angeles now uh, with the Rockies. Terrific start for the team, the bullpen. So Latroy and I are going back on text today. He goes, "Man, that bullpen is just tearing it up. You guys are tearing it up." Um, you know, just talk about the job that you've done to this point, Holland and the rest of the bullpen, and why you've been so successful so far.
3: Oh, you know, it's just you know eight guys down there pulling on the same chain. Uh, like Troy knows, it's uh, you know you're kind of a family of your own out there, and everyone's really pushing each other to be better each time you go out and. It's it's been a fun group of guys to be around, and everyone's you know stepped up and uh, contributed in their own ways, and it's been great.
2: Hey, Dunn, when yeah. Rettman called you this off season uh, to try to get you to come pitch in Colorado, did he ask you? I read this article said, "Are are you scared to pitch here?" Did he actually say that to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, he it basically was. You know, <laughs> whenever I told him, you know, I'm. I'm excited. I want to go there, and he he basically said, "Yeah, you're not you're not scared to pitch there, are you?" And I said, "No, I'm not. It's 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 pitching. I mean, you were down there and uh, you had a pretty good career here with the Rockies uniform on, and then you know it's just executing your pitches. Uh, you make a bad pitch anywhere, it's going to be a home run. You know, it's just executing your pitches.
2: That's what I tell guys. And and when I climbed over there, they told me you pitch the way you've been taught to pitch your whole life. If you pitch down in the zone." you're going to be successful. If you pitch up in a zone, I don't care where you pitch, you're going to get hurt. So that was always my message. And I always try to get the guys to not think about the altitude. Don't think about that because if you start thinking about that, you, you're already defeated. But, yeah, you know, it's I, just, I agree. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy when they start thinking about that. Okay, what do you think about Steve Foster your first few months with him? I think he's one of the smartest, most brilliant individuals on the planet.
3: Ah you know it's been great i've I've really enjoyed the time with him. Um, he kind of just let me be me in spring training and we had a little conversation here and there and you know he's he's always trying to dig deep and uh you know he's always got a good message for you and you know it, it it's been great you know the two months I've been with him it, it's been awesome the communication level's been extremely high and you know and that's what you know you strive for is to have a good communication between all your coaches and your staff and uh it it's been awesome. He's been a great piece for the for this group of guys.
1: Rockies reliever Mike Dunn with us, uh, lefty. You know the struggles the Dodgers have had against lefty pitching. Is that is that in your consciousness going into a game, knowing that you know they have had problems now for well over a season?
3: Ah, uh, you know you don't. You try not to think about it. I mean, you ultimately you're prepared no matter if they're hot or they're not, and you got to ultimately make your pitches no matter if they're swinging the bat well against lefties or righties. You you just have to go out there and prepare and have a game plan and stick to it. And, you know, you might have to make some adjustments while you're out there and just kind of fill, fill out the game, how it's going. But you don't really look too too much into the struggles that they've had because, you know, they're big leaguers. Uh, they, they're meant to be here. They're going to get hit. And you just have to try to minimize that and stick to your your strengths and just go at these guys.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll just say this. The one day that we were out in Arizona checking out the the team's you guys had a mariachi band inside of the clubhouse. I thought it was the most, <laughs> right? I thought it was the most amazing thing. I, it, it told me a lot about the 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 uh, the atmosphere of this ball club. Can you kind of try and verbalize just what kind of a clubhouse you guys have out there in Colorado?
3: No, nah, I mean, the best bet is, the best way to say it is we're having fun. Uh, it was something new every day in spring training. with Bud Black bringing it, you know, uh, he really, really wanted everyone to get to know each other. And we did a lot of different things from ping pong tournaments to little presentations. And uh, I mean, it was it was something new every day to put smiles on faces and just really enjoy your time. Um, you know, it's it's our job to be baseball players. But at the same time, you got to remember it's the game and you got to go out there and have fun and be loose. And, you know, Bud Black's been great. He's, he, he, he brings it every day and it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun.
2: You've pitched against the Rockies offense, you know, throughout your career done. Um, How is it playing with these guys seeing that they are, you know, they're the real deal offensively and defensively?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you always came into Colorado and you're just like holding your breath because you knew one through nine, they could hurt you. And uh, you you really had to make sure you executed your pitches. And now that I'm on the team with them, it's a big sigh of relief that I don't have to face these guys anymore. Um, and then just that defensively, I mean, it's, it, there's a wow factor every game. Uh, you know, no mm-hmm. one's making dive and play after dive and play. DJ over second's doing the same thing. Uh, you know, turning crazy uh, double plays. Um, it's just been fun watching these guys play and the amount of fun that they have. And it just carries over and everyone's having a great time. And it's, it's a good atmosphere right now.
2: Get a chance to see it up close and personal, and it's it's special. It was special the two years I watched it, and I'm I'm still blown away when I watch the games. How good Nolan is, and how good you know, it's your shortstop and, and um, oh God, what's the kid's name? He lives here in Texas. Trevor um, Story. Trevor Story. How good Trevor is, and the second baseman, and you just get to have a really good lineup. And Cargo out there, you know, diving for balls like he did the other night. It's it's just it's mm-hmm. great baseball to watch. Um, what yep, do you have? Yeah, on... and you got
3: par over and left doing the same thing laying out and making great plays and you know they make a great play and you're just kind of wild and everyone you know that's been around just kind of like hey, get used to it it's like a daily thing <laughs> what do you
2: have on my guy darren holmes i mean he came uh my last year there and man it was he it was i was i was so excited to see this man because he still has that bullpen guy mentality uh he was able to um to help me in the bullpen with the young guys, I and mean, it was just—it was man—it was a, a gift from God when when Holmesy became our bullpen coach.
3: Yeah, Holmesy's great. I mean, as you know, being a reliever, you're down on the pen. You're kind of closer to your your bullpen coach than you are sometimes your pitching coach and some of the other guys because you're down there with them every day. And you know, he brings a good positive attitude uh, every day. And he's he's got information galore for guys if they want it. And he's prepared. And you know, he's just he's He's an awesome human being. I haven't come across anybody here in the Rockies organization that, you know, I don't want to be around. And everybody from top to bottom, every player, every person in the front office, it's it's been great.
2: And to well, bite your face time. off too. Uh, he's gonna Holmes, bite your face off? He'll he'll bite your face off <laughs> if you get him get him pissed off. He's just <laughs> oh yeah, I've of heard of some of
3: the snaps. So we're oh, yes. we haven't quite had too many of them yet. But uh, it, it's you guys great, keep you know, pitching away. You, you're going. That's, you that's the to. excitement. That's the desire that he holds inside, and that's what you want to be around. Yes, he's fiery.
1: Hey, Mike, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll see if you get strikeout number 400 tonight. Take care. All
3: right.
0: Thanks, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. You're listening to MLB on TuneIn, the podcast presented by e And we'll be right back with more after this. Immerse yourself in the world of the Young Turks, the podcast that progressively combines all of the news, politics, and pop culture trends that people care about all in one place. Hosted by Jen Uger and Anna Kasparian, dive in headfirst each day with shows that cover the latest in American politics and foreign policy, breaking news, sports, entertainment, and much more. Join the movement with the Young Turks. New shows play daily on TuneIn. TuneIn. Listen like you mean it. This is MLB on TuneIn, the podcast presented by e official sponsor of Major League Baseball. Now here are your hosts, Holden Kushner and LaTroy Hawkins.
1: There were 15 games on Tuesday. And to recap those games in our own special way, LaTroy and I now bring you the best day ever, home run tracker, and statistically
0: speaking. Best day ever on MLB on TuneIn Live. Who's your pitcher? Who had the best day ever? Well, pitcher best day ever Chicago White
2: Sox Miguel Gonzalez eight in the oh. third innings four hits one run one earned run one base on ball four Ks could have had a shut um you know eight and one third of shutout Closer comes in walks in an inherited run and but he's my best day ever Miguel Gonzalez. I'm
1: going to take it. uh, Abe Gordon gave me the idea for this one. First time I've never come up with my own best day ever. Sean Kelly of the Nationals getting two saves tonight. Nice line there, Abe. You got on the show, my friend, without speaking. Um, How about that? Sean Kelly has to get the save. Then CB Buckner blows the call, says that it was not strike three, that it was foul-tipped even though it wasn't. So he comes back, throws another slider, gets the win, or gets the save. So Sean Kelly, best day ever, two saves, two pitches in one night. One official save, by the way. Best day ever <laughs> at the plate. Who is it? Best day ever at the plate
2: will be Mookie Betts. 146 at mm-hmm. bats without a strikeout, like somewhere up in there, right? Went mm-hmm. three for five with two RBIs and one
1: bomb. All right, I'm going back. Nice sound effects there, LaTroy. I'm going to go back uh, and say Eric Thames. Until his hit streak comes to an end, he is the best day ever, no matter what he does, as long as he – even if it's a one-for-eight with a single, he's there. He's got a hit in all 12 games. He had two more doubles tonight. He got seven home runs. His streak of uh, five straight games with a home run came to an end. Still, Eric Thames, Milwaukee Brewers, best day ever. You will be the best day ever as long as you keep getting hits. That's it. It's as simple as that. He's just been amazing. Bingo, bingo. bingo. Uh, Bingo, Let's talk about all the home runs from tonight.
0: MLB on TuneIn Live, Home Run Tracker.
1: All right. Now, normally, 441 feet is going to be the longest home run of the night. Not tonight. Um, There were some moonshots tonight. And it started with the longest home run and the hardest hit ball that went for a home run. Miguel Cabrera tonight hit a home run 451 feet. Abe, go to StatCast and see who hit the longest home run of the year. I don't think Cabrera is going to make it, but he's definitely got to be in the top five. 451 feet, 110 off the bat. George Springer's home run also went 110 off the bat, went 441. Evisail Garcia's went 110 off the bat, went 429. These balls were ripped tonight. Odubo Herrera hit 402. Larry Garcia hit 402. Adam Duvall's Grand Slam went 3.56. Tim Beckham went 3.99. Justin Smoke of the Blue Jays, 3.84. Joey Votto, 3.43. Ivasale Garcia's 110 mile an hour home run went 4.29. And Drelton Simmons broke a 21 inning scoreless streak for the Angels with a 361 foot, 97 mile an hour exit V low home run. Kyle Schwarber hit 109 off the bat, 431. Ulyeski-Guriel of the Astros, 435. George Springer, 441, 110 off the bat. Jose Ramirez of the Indians, 384. And Russell Martin of the Blue Jays cranked one, 449. Normally, 449 is going to win you... The longest home run of the night contest. not Tonight, Miguel Cabrera beat Martin by two feet. Adam Jones cranked one, 373. Mookie Betts, 424. His first home run of the year, 424, 105 off the bat, 22 degrees. Travis Shaw, 376 for the Brewers. Pujols, home run number 593, went 405 feet, that is. Whit Merrifield of the Royals. Hit on uh, 389 feet. Nolan Arenado's two-run blast, 406. Miguel Sano, 107 off the bat, 403 feet. Ezekiel Carrera, the Blue Jays, 351. Justin Bohr's two-run shot for the Marlins, 385. Edwin Encarnacion, 384. And Trevor Story just ripped one for the Dodgers, 427 feet, 107 miles an hour off the bat. Let's look closer at the statistics.
0: Statistically Speaking,
1: Latroy Bronson Arroyo won his first game since June 15, 2014. First win since 2014. He's the first 40-year-old Red starting pitcher to win a game since Boom Boom back in 1945. Good old Boom Boom. Boom Boom, Boom Boom. <laughs> 32 career wins. Boom Boom. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Miguel Cabrera hit his 449th career home run. He tied. Uh, Jeff Bagwell and Vlad Guerrero for 38th all-time. With the Cardinals win, the Blue Jays are the only team without consecutive wins this season. Jacoby Ellsbury's reached base safely in each of his last 20 games with official plate appearance. Freddie Freeman has reached base 10 consecutive plate appearances, longest for the Braves since Jason Hayward reached 10 times in 2010. Drew Storen threw an immaculate inning tonight. Did you know that? Have you ever thrown an immaculate inning? Check the stats, baby. Check the stats. September 11, 2004. Wow. <laughs> Seriously?
2: Yes. I don't Why? What lie, was the date okay? again? What was the date again? September the 11th, 2004 uh-huh. against the Marlins. 9-11,
1: 2004, you threw an immaculate inning, which is three strikeouts on nine pitches. Say it again. Only Say three again. other Reds had done that in the franchise's history. You had an immaculate inning. Do you have the ball from that? I didn't know I threw it, brother. I had no clue. You're so good you didn't even know it. Now that I is the definition no clue, of cool. Bro. I had no clue. I'm sorry. That is but... the definition of cool. Tonight was the first time the White Sox beat the Yankees despite collecting three or fewer hits since they won 4 nothing with no hits versus Andy Hawkins back in 1990. Whatever. That's a run-on set. Tried Tribe beat the Twins. First time they've won consecutive games since their season opening sweep of the Texas Rangers. And there you go. You're now caught up. That's it for MLB on TuneIn, the podcast presented by eSurance. Make sure you join us on MLB on TuneIn Live at 7 Eastern each weeknight. During the daily five-hour show, you'll not only hear all of what you heard on this podcast, but you also have the chance to listen live to the games that are in action and get it as it happens. For Abe and Dustin in the L.A. studio and LaTroy Hawkins alongside me, I'm Holden Kushner, and we'll catch you manana.
0: Thank you for listening to MLB on TuneIn, the podcast presented by eSurance, official sponsor of Major League Baseball. eSurance, insurance for the modern world. Catch us every weeknight on TuneIn, where we take you around Major League Baseball with live listenings, analysis, player interviews, and much more. Plus, be sure to check out our other great content on TuneIn, featuring the very best in sports, music, news, and talk. On TuneIn, get caught up in the moment with more than 100,000 music stations and 5 million podcasts from around the world. Exclusive sports content, including live MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL games, and 24-7 news coverage from CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News Radio. TuneIn, your everything audio app.